There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper here, and welcome to another edition of the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And brilliant to be back with you again for yet another week. We've got a really exciting show today. I'm so thrilled um, with the guests that we've we've got, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about tourism. We're going to talk about hospitality. We're going to talk about the Caribbean way of doing it as well, which you'll find is authentically different uh, and deliberately different. Um, so I want to say, firstly, a big thank you to my guest last week. We had Emma Jane um, Pack from the Supper Club. Uh, she was talking with me about um, some real kind of lessons for um, entrepreneurs. Uh, if you've not heard that show, do go back into the archive. Do check it out. So I want you to imagine now. Imagine that you live on a beautiful 36-square-mile island in the Caribbean. And your challenge as the CEO of the Nevis Tourism Authority is to ensure that your island has the facilities to attract the right holidaymakers in the right volumes while balancing the needs of your golden asset, uh, these beautiful islands. And their native populations, you've also got to consider politicians and you've got to consider developers. Uh, my guest today is Greg Phillip, and uh, he's uh, the man with that challenge um, for the absolutely stunning island of Nevis. Um, it's a destination that attracts movie stars, wealthy business people, even royalty amongst its visitors. So we're going to talk now about some important lessons that we've learned on this island. We also have um, with us um, Jane Hansom, and um, some of you might remember Jane from a show that I did recently on brand ambassadorship. Uh, Jane um, is the uh, Nevis's UK marketing agency, um, Sponge Marketing, her company, um, Act As. Um, you may also remember Jane is um, an incredible triathlete uh, and uh, Ironman. She was actually um, Ironman world champion, which I find astonishing. Uh, so um, we can also talk a little bit about Jane with Jane about the PR on the island. So huge welcome to Jane and to Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good to have you here. And it's um, in this room. It feels a bit like Nevis at the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty hot. It's pretty warm. So we're just, that's a good thing. Yeah, we're just we're just getting into the, the mood of it really at the moment. And um, so I'd want to start with you, really, Greg. And uh, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what was life was like for you growing up, and yeah. you know, how did it lead to this you know incredible job you know as a CEO of the Nevis Tourism Authority. Wow. Well, life for me growing up on Nevis was just amazing. You know, we had the tropical way of life. We we had just about everything we need, even though we probably didn't have much by comparison to other people. So, you know, growing up on the island really and truly made us um, into the people who we are today, um, where we obviously love life, but we love we also love celebrating life, and it's probably in a very unique way. But um, I left the island, went to school in Texas, of all places. Um, wonderful time in Texas, gained some great experiences, um, got my master's, and came back home as quickly as I could. <laughs> and then from there, you know, was, um, have a master's degree. Um, it's all in accounting. Didn't really enjoy accounting so much, but glad that I am an accountant. Um, went into banking, loved banking for a while, and then 
finally found my passion, which is Nevis, talking about Nevis, um, letting the world know about this wonderful place called Nevis. And I guess that's what really led me to this um, perfect job that I have. Excellent. I'm finding this very sort of fascinating thinking that um, you went back to this beautiful island called Nevis, and for some reason, I've not ended up going back to a steel town called Scunthorpe in the north of England. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's some logic in there. Um, I just want also just going to mention um, to Jane, I mean, we, we obviously had a, an hour's conversation with Jane um, not too long ago. And uh, Jane, you know, what's your, tell us a bit more about your link with Nevis, really. Oh, well, I, I first um, visited Nevis five years ago because I had heard that there was a wonderful um, triathlon um, on Nevis. Um, I was actually told about it from the, um, the, a guy called Winston Crook who, who runs the triathlon. And he was um, invited, he invited me over to compete. And I, I, I was um, thrilled with the thought of going to this fabulous Caribbean island. Um, so I went and um, it was wonderful. I did the triathlon. He was right. It was most beautiful triathlon in the world <laughs> and then I had the privilege of, of meeting Greg um, and also um, the um, the minister um, on the island um, Minister Brantley and um, I came away from that trip not only with um, the trophy for the for the triathlon race but also with the PR and marketing account because I was just so taken and blown away by the beauty of this island that I was just determined that I wanted to go home and tell the world about it so um, so yeah that, that was how that came about. Excellent. Did I hear a rumour that you might even be buying somewhere on the island? Is that maybe is that true? That's true. <laughs> you know, it's yes. I have to say, you know, and and this is a, this is another reason for why I why I love Nevis so much. I've been looking after this guy for five years now, and the man sitting beside me, Greg Phillips, is so good at selling Nevis that um, yeah, he's managed to persuade me to buy a house on Nevis. So five <laughs> years after um, being responsible for the PR and marketing and visiting it several times, you know, I've just so fallen in love with Nevis. It, I really consider it to be my second home and. Yeah, so I can't wait to get the keys. It happens very soon. <laughs> how, how exciting. How exciting. Yes, having talked to uh, to Greg um, for the last sort of hour with Jane, he's a convincing man, I tell you. <laughs> um, so t- you tell us, um, what, do, what do our listeners need to know about the island of Nevis? Well, well, what I'll say is that it's the place that you come to and the moment you get there, the island itself speaks to you. It's saying one thing to you. Relax and be well. And, and that, that for me is a very, very awesome thing because there's not many places that you can go now in the world that that actually happens. Maybe there's someone telling you that in other places, but when the feeling is that the place itself speaks to you and tells you to just relax, that's essentially what Nevis is because the moment you get there, you realize that you're in a very special place and it's not, it doesn't have what other places have. And the reason it doesn't have what other places have is because that's exactly the way we want it to be because we do what fit us. It is home. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and it was known as the Queen of the Caribs. Yeah, the Queen of the Caribbean. Or Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. The, Queen, the Queen of the Caribbean. It's, it's known as that mainly because of the fact that, you know, our history is very big. And... Back in in the days of sugar, when sugar was king in the Caribbean, Nevis was essentially the most important island to the British because as small as we are, just 36 square miles, we actually produced more sugar than any of the other islands 
that belonged to Britain. And the reason for that was because our soil is just so fertile. So as an economic force for, for the British Empire, um, Nevis earned that title as being Queen of the Caribbean because of how productive it was. And do you still grow sugar cane on the island? No, we don't, we don't grow sugar cane on the island anymore. We grow lots of other fabulous things. That is why when you come to the island, you realize that the food there is just different in a good way, in an exceptionally good way. And then there's something else that you also realize when you're there, that we don't have any fast food restaurants. And that's because really we don't, we don't need them. You show up there and essentially you'll want to eat what we eat. Mm. Oh, I heard uh, earlier, I think you told me that you had something like 50 different types of mangoes, is that right? Yeah, almost 50, almost 50 different types of mangoes, and they all grow there naturally. I know many people are probably thinking, I thought they were only big mangoes and small mangoes, but no, we have an abundance of mangoes in all sorts of different varieties, and they just grow naturally on the island. So for me, I always tell people the most wonderful time of the year to be on Nevis is during mango season, which is in the summer. We do something very special they call the Nevis Mango and Food Festival. And it's a legitimate food festival because the chefs who participate in the festival are on an absolutely wonderful culinary challenge is what I call it. Because every course of every meal that they cook must include mangoes. And then if you're dining at this festival, you're on a culinary adventure because you're eating food that has never been created before and some very, very interesting things. So it's it's a wonderful time to be on Nevis, and that is July this year, July 5th to the 8th. Wow. And, and Jane, is there uh, you know, anything that you want to add that you you know you think people should know about the island? Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? I mean, <laughs> Nevis is such a special place. I mean, as Greg um, said... The thing that I love most about Nevis is it has to be the peace and quiet. And I think that's really what makes Nevis stand out against um, lots of other Caribbean islands. Um, in fact, there isn't a single traffic light on the island of Nevis, not one, which is incredible, incredible. The only traffic jams on Nevis, um, and I know because I ride my bike around Nevis all the time, um, are goats. Um, which I just find quite delightful. And monkeys, there are goats and there are monkeys. That's the only time I will ever have to stop <laughs> on my bike, but maybe for the occasional donkey. Um, but Nevis is just so fabulous. The pace of life is very slow. It's absolutely stunning. It's a natural paradise. Um, I think the government on Nevis have been incredibly clever by not granting licenses for things like... Um, fast food restaurants and, and large cruise ships, you know, because we, we don't want um, that kind of um, tourism to come to Nevis. The island is too small and it's just unsustainable. And I think that's a very clever and very long-term view because as the Caribbean grows and um, large hotels um, and hotel complexes and resorts pop up um, all across the rest of the Caribbean. I think that just is one thing and that highlights the fact that Nevis is different and we will continue to be different and we will continue to be um, a, a, a haven um, of peace and quiet, um, which is going to be in quite short demand. Yeah, it's really very, very interesting, isn't it, how uh, some, you know, some countries are really starting to suffer from that over development and uh, 
you know, things like I think about Madagascar at the moment, you know, the resources there, whereas, um, you know, others like I've been to Costa Rica, which I really like and the way that they've sort of approached um, their um, environment and the forests and, uh, and the way they do things. Um, I think it's great that you're looking after, you know, a heritage as well for, you know, the next generations to be able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that part of your role in terms of your role as uh, the CEO of the Authority. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, and, and I look at it that way, number one, because although I'm the CEO of Tourism Authority, this is home, you know, and it's my island. If you want to think about it this way, it, it is absolutely my island. It is home. So um, I actually look at it that what the job I have is also not only to promote, but it's also to take care of who we are. To, to ensure that once people come there, they actually do feel as if they have stepped into our homes. And we present, we, we present ourselves that way because we're just being exactly who we are. The island is just like that. And so we have to take care of this and make sure that it is sustainable. It is about making sure that what we're doing is not, is not just something for the short term. We, to reuse a business term, I mean, Nevis in itself, the way Nevis is, is a going concern. We're, we're in this for the long haul because that's where we live. Mm. You know, so the, the, way, the way we interact with people when they come, the way we invite people are just going to be that way too. It's, it is absolutely going to be something that we know is sustainable. We won't do something artificial because artificial things typically do not last. Yes, yes. That makes, uh, makes enormous amount of sense. And you know, you're reminding me, you know, a little bit, it's a, a more, you know, longer term example, but you know, we've had on this show um, some sort of family-owned businesses. One of them I'm thinking about um, was a brewery, Everard's. They've been going since 1849, five generations. Uh, and, you know, there is the responsibility for the people with that who are running the business now and the um, and the family to uh, make sure that survives for the, mm-hmm. for the future generations. Yeah. You're talking about a whole island here, you know, 36 yes. square miles yeah. of something that's very beautiful. Exactly. Um, it's great that you're trying to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us just a little bit. We've, um, we've got just sort of four minutes now till we go to commercial break, but just tell me a little bit about uh, authentically um, being authentically and deliberately different because I know that's a concept that you really... Right. Yeah, and, you know, where, when I say deliberately different, it's really, even though it sounds like something forceful and um, artificial, it's not. It's really being deliberately different because what we're doing is really being ourselves, And simply by being ourselves and doing the things in a way that really and truly fits Nevis, those are the things that essentially cause us to stand out as being different. So it's, being deliberately different is in, in itself a result it's a result of us trying to maintain exactly who we are. So we, we look at things in a certain way that says that, firstly, we have to be ourselves, um, and the policies show that. In addition, we're also looking at things in a way that says that we have to be creative and innovative by using the limited resources that we have to ensure that we're doing things in the right way and doing things that, yes, are also going to attract people to the island, but... It is not artificial. We're also thinking about how do we grow and how do we appropriately grow so that we do not lose ourselves in the pursuit of success and money. So it's, it's that. It's being deliberately different. And the very, very important thing about being deliberately different too is actually believing. 
do we really and truly believe in what we're doing? Because the moment we recognize that other people are doing other things to be successful, if we don't have that belief, we immediately begin to do things the way they do it. And we lose, we lose our scale. We lose a lot of things because essentially we lose ourselves and we become something else that we're not. And the moment we do that, there's no way to really and truly be sustainable. Eventually, it would all run out and we'd be lost. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something that we don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really important that you, you, you very, I guess, uh, you know, have across the island and with the, with, with the sort of government, you have a, a very, very clear policy because it'd be very, and vision, because it'd be very easy to be uh, caught out with other people's interests, yes. you know, like developers and companies who want to, you know, want to be involved and see an opportunity here at the moment that could be very short term. Yes, yes, yeah, short term and maybe um, bring you a lot of a lot of money in the short term, but that doesn't that doesn't help you. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into the commercial break now. Um, after the commercial break, we'll find out a bit more about you know some of the sort of key elements of this. And his point about very important principle about being deliberately different and being very authentic, because I think there is um, a real key message here for businesses and, and organisations who, you know, might be chasing the dollar, which can be very short term, um, but actually um, is there a different way of being that actually creates a longer, you know, a, a more sustainable uh, future for your business, for your people, um, for the environment, etc. So we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You 
tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm with um, Greg Phillip. Uh, and also Jane Hansom, and we're talking about obviously about Nevis and um, this incredible way that they sort of handle tourism and this real uh, island way of uh, of really making sure that this uh, amazing asset of this island, which is you know, very much in the DNA of its populations, is really maintained for people you know, into the future. While also, of course, you know, balancing that with with the needs of people needing employment today, and uh, and the needs to attract people to come in the island to to bring some some wealth and and money into the country. So, and um, Greg, do you want to tell us just a little bit more about um, maybe about your tourism strategy, but also about this? Um, you know, we're talking about being deliberately different, and yeah. you know, there's a few sort of principles that you got which were you know worthwhile exploring and talking about. Okay. Well, um, in terms of our strategy um, for 2018 or from 2018 on, it's really a strategy that is built out of necessity. And and I say that because, yes, we're small in the Caribbean, one of the small islands in the Caribbean at that. And we do not have lots of resources, but what we do have is an extremely exclusive island. And our story of exclusivity is amazing. Here is this island in the Caribbean that has just 400 hotel rooms. And we are surviving, and I like to think thriving, in a game called tourism on a play field that's called the Caribbean that's filled with bigger players who have so much more resources, but yet we have to compete against them. So looking at it, it seems that we're at a disadvantage, but... Well, in terms of our strategy for this year, we, we, we have a global team that um, needs financing so that they can actually do the work that they're, that they're engaged to do. Um, we have to find those resources. Now, the resources are very small, those that, we, those that we have, and we're talking finances, yes. So the best way we found um, to actually do that, to put them to work, to have the financial resources to put them to work is to figure out a way to do more with less. And when I say less, to do more with the limited resources that we actually have. And um, last year, I read this book called Frugal Innovation. And I just thought, I was just blown away by it because of the, the concept that it really presented of ways that you could actually begin to think about doing more with less. And the more, the more I studied it and thought about it, I recognized that this is really the way we grew up. Yeah, this was life on the island for us um, back in the 80s and, and before that. It was us figuring out ways to repurpose, to recycle, to do things in a certain fashion. And some, when I say a certain fashion, it might simply be a matter of timing. How early do you do something or are you going to deliberately decide to procrastinate and wait just so that you can maximize the resources that you have and, and accomplish much more with the small resources that you have? So um, our entire team this year has, um, I, don't, I don't know, Jade, if I should say, has been forced <laughs> um, to take on this, this new sort of policy of um, working for Nevis where 
we are just doing things that are essentially frugally innovative. It doesn't mean cheap because, as I said, we're, we're playing in a game and the segment of tourism in the Caribbean in which we play, it's really um, the high-end aspect of it. Um, this is, Nevis is a place where ultra-discerning people come, so what we do cannot be cheap, but what we do still have to be clever enough that it allows us to maximize the small resources that we have. So we, we work in that way, and the best way um, for us to do that is sort of um, to develop and really adhere to this new business concept called being deliberately different. And being deliberately different has a few sort of segments to it, if you will, a few parts to it. The first one is really being yourself. And if you're being yourself, it, it really means that you have to be self-aware. And we understand exactly who we are. So we are aware of our limitations. We are aware of the things that makes us strong. We're also aware of where we have opportunities and where we can actually capitalize and how we can actually capitalize on them. So we look at, we look at the things that probably to some on the outside may seem like limitations that um, we're small, we have a small landmass, just 36 square miles. And I promise you, it doesn't feel like 36 square miles when you're there. So, um, but we also have a small population, just 12,000 people. What are we doing playing against bigger countries that are in many cases um, up to 20 times our size and have budgets 20 times our size? So what are, what are we doing playing in this game? And how are we going to succeed? Well, we look at how can we be ourselves and yet stand out in a positive way. That is why you won't, you won't see us entertaining large cruise ships because we can easily double our population in one day and that wouldn't serve anyone. So we are frugally innovative in attracting the right cruise ships, the ones that carry a smaller population of people, when I say small, I mean they, they have less people on board. And apart from having less people on board, they have the appropriate demographic on board for Nevis. Demographic that they carry are the ones who exactly fit Nevis. So um, it's essentially doing more with less because these when we attract these ships, you now these people have been on Nevis maybe for, for a day, but guess what? They've had an introduction to Nevis. They now know that they want to come back. So it is, it is the way we approach that in being ourselves. Um, additionally, we are, we are also historically aware, which is, is a, another aspect to um, how we are deliberately different. And I tell when I speak, have an opportunity to speak to business people, one of the things I always explain is that you have to be historically aware. Think about your careers. Where were you before? What are the things that you understand perhaps about another industry that you've worked in in the past? What are the things that you know about um, per perhaps it's a certain company that you've worked at before and perhaps you're now in a new career? Well, how can you use those things from your history to actually make you successful? Well, see, that's one of the things that we have had to do on Nevis as we pursue not only frugal innovation, but also as we pursue um, being deliberately different, is the, the fact that we recognize that we have a history that is so big. 
I mean, think about this. The very, very first hotel built anywhere in the Caribbean stands on Nevis. And that, that, that in itself is amazing that you, to think that on this small island, Caribbean tourism began on Nevis. And we, we have, so we have history that big. Um, I'm sure you, you have an American audience, yes? Yeah. Okay, well, think about this. Alexander Hamilton, the guy on the 10 US dollar note, he was born on the island of Nevis. And you could, you could go all the way down the line. Think of all these different things about Nevis that are historical. Well, we recognize that in, in order for us to be deliberately different, we have to also use those things to ensure that we stand out among the giants in the game of tourism on the, in the Caribbean. So that's another way in which we're deliberately different. We recognize that we must be historically aware. The other thing for us um, when it comes to being being his um, being deliberately different is that we recognize that we also have to grow. We, we we can't play this game and be stagnant. We have to grow. But guess what? You need resources to grow. So we know that in order for us to grow appropriately, we have to pay attention to a few things. One of the things that the best places to grow is areas that you're already good at, or that people think that you're good at. You know, over the years, um, one of the things that so many publications have mentioned is that Nevis is the most romantic island in the Caribbean. And we recognize that we're getting this awesome accolade for being the most romantic island in the Caribbean. And it's something that we're doing even without trying. It just happens naturally. And what, what is always amazing to me is that all these publications say this, and none of them have asked my wife anything. So it meant that they're finding it out without my wife having to tell them how romantic I am. <laughs> so um, we, we, we decided then that since this is already happening, what if we actually made the effort? Yeah, what if we, we actually tried to grow strategically in this specific area? Would that make us stand out even more? Would that bring even more success to us? So yeah, we do that because for, for us, it is being deliberately different. There's nothing artificial about it. People are already saying this about us. So how can we actually again go on and, and pursue this even more? Another, and the last thing I, I like to talk about when I speak about um, being deliberately different is perhaps the most important thing. And that is you have to believe. If you do not believe in the things that you're doing in being deliberately different, number one, I'll tell you this, it means that it's not you. You have been doing something that you shouldn't do because you're not being yourself. See, if you believe in it, you have such a belief in it because it is absolutely something that you are doing to just to live. It is you. It is, it is something that is organically you and it's authentic. And once you're, doing, once you're doing something that is authentic, nothing takes you off of that path. And I say nothing because I really do mean nothing. See, here it is that obviously the stakeholders whom we have on the island who operate in tourism, yeah, they, they have businesses that depend on tourism and they want money. That's why they're in business. So they can look around and recognize that other islands are doing certain things. Other business people on other islands have fast food restaurants. Um, other islands have all these large cruise ships who come and bring thousands of people to the islands. And it's so much easier for a taxi driver to make money when there's 
thousands of people on an island every day to take a tour or to take a taxi ride. Well, yeah, it is. But can we sustain that if we did that? And the answer is no, because those things are of a different scale to what we have to do to really ensure that we can be successful over the long term. So for us, it is really about looking at those things. And because we look at them and we know the benefits of them, we believe in them. So we continue to pursue them. Excellent. Well, a lot of uh, information there. I'm, I'm looking forward to the book on this. I think, it, I think we need a book. Yes. Um, it works. It is um, definitely some uh, real tremendous wisdom and thought that's uh, that's really going into um, all of this and the DNA. I'm kind of really interested, you know, Jane, what, from your perspective, as you're responsible for um, PR with the island in the UK, I mean, what, you know, what have you been your sort of lessons and learnings from doing that and uh, during the, the period that you've worked? Okay, well, um, to, to be honest, it's it's very easy to sell Nevis because it's Nevis is so different. There's no place quite like it. Um, but one thing that we have learned to do, um, and um, and I'm Scottish, so I'm no stranger to frugal innovation. Our Scots are wonderful at frugal innovation. Um, so um, we are used to doing um, less with more, and as an agency, I think we do that quite nicely. And what what we have learned is that correct targeting is really the thing to do. Um, mass tourism is not what we're interested um, in on Nevis, and so we can negate um, vast areas in terms of marketing because the, the mass tourism is, is not is not appropriate for our island. So it's actually um, very simple to micro-target. The, the people that we want and the way that we do that um, historically is to focus on niche areas of interest so we will target um, nature lovers for example um, to showcase the, the bounty that, that Nevis has we will target the health and wellness market to showcase um, Nevis as being the original health and wellness destination because as Greg says you really cannot fail to relax two minutes after you arrive on the island because just purely because of the sense of calm and the peace and quiet that, that is um, on the island and um, the birding population for example Nevis is a, a haven for birds there's an incredible variety of birds on Nevis absolutely stunning and um, we also have great diving um, we have a great culinary scene going on. A lot of the food is farm to table. Um, it's all fresh. It's all organic. It's fabulous. So um, the way that we've managed to drive tourism um, for Nevis is by micro-targeting these specific audiences and actually and saying the right thing. So it's highlighting what is great about Nevis um, to the audience who love that specific thing. And that really means that there's no wastage, um, which really makes makes um, use of the budget that we have and just makes the budget go um, as far as we need it to. Yeah. <clears throat> one, of, one of the things you said, Jane, uh, when we were preparing for this interview was that uh, people talk about around the world about, you know, from farm to plate. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it's kind of like a strategy that people are adopting to maybe stand out and be different. But on Nevis, that's just the way things are. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole kind of like farm to table initiative is 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 is, is, is growing and it's very trendy and it's the new thing. And um, you know, the whole agro tourism industry and and the, even the term farm to table, which really does mean that the food that you are eating at the moment might have been flapping around in the sea that morning, or the or the broccoli that you're eating was dug out of the ground. We don't have that term on Nevis because actually it's all organic. It's happening anyway, and this is one of the charming things yeah. about Nevis. Brilliant. We're going to go to commercial break again. Um, after the commercial break, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk um, some more, obviously. Um, we're going to find out a little bit about some of the people who go to the island, too. And, uh, and it's probably those who may be thinking at the moment, gosh, you know, it just sounds like an amazing place, but I can never afford to do that. Uh, maybe it's somewhere to put on your vision board. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm talking with Greg and with Jane. We're talking about uh, this beautiful island of Nevis, uh, really enjoying this conversation and, and, and talking about you know, being authentically, uh, you know, de- de- deliberately different, um, which I think is something that we can all take away and think about with our own businesses, you know, not necessarily following the flow uh, of everybody else, thinking about how you can um, do things perhaps in a different way. Um, so I'm also a little bit interested, actually, to ask you the question, um, Greg, about St. Kitts, because St. Kitts is a bigger island you refer to as St. Kitts and Nevis. Yes. And I just kind of wonder how, you know, being a smaller island, 
how do you ensure that you're not the poor neighbour? <laughs> <laughs> I love the question. Um, well, the background is that we really think it's a need. It's one country. And since we're one country, yes, one is larger than the other one. We're not twins. <laughs> so um, Nevis is small. It, physically, we're about half the size of Sinkitz. And in, by population, Sinkitz has about three times the population that Nevis does. So we are small. And yes, um, I guess there's a bit of sibling rivalry, if you want to say that. Um, and a lot of it in some cases is perceived and there's some of it that is real. So we, we, we sort of have this interesting uh, play, if you will, because, um, see, the islands are so different from each other. When I say different, the vibe and the feel on Nevis is totally different to the vibe and the feel on St. Kitts. You show up on Nevis and it's like the island itself tells you to relax. On Sink, it's, it's a more sort of outgoing, more patio-oriented vibe. It's essentially a type of vibe that you probably have grown to expect um, on a Caribbean island um, that is in the modern day um, with larger hotels, yes, um, casinos, more of a party atmosphere, um, large cruise ships, etc. So... We we are we are different and yeah there's there's some there's some rivalry but we we also promote separately and we we do that because of how different the islands are there's certain things that yes we need to come together on especially in the name of frugal innovation so yes we do that but at times we have to really look and make the decision that you know it's best that we go on at this time because we're different. Right, so do you have, do you have a, a single government that runs the two islands? Or, or? Yeah, that's, that's, that's an even more interesting question. <laughs> um, so from a government point of view, there's a Nevis government, there's also a St. Kitts and Nevis government, but there's not a St. Kitts government official. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the island of Nevis itself has a government, so it has an election that is separate to the election on Sinkets. So we just come, came out of an election in December. In another two years or so, there's going to be another election. That election would be to elect a government for Sinkets and Nevis. So both islands would have an election together at that time. When the last election just Nevis had an election, not Sinkitz. Mm. Fascinating, really, um, really interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, but some interesting conversations go on from time to time between <laughs> a, a Nevis government and the yes. Sinkitz <laughs> and Nevis government, I can, I can imagine. Um, also, kind of in, in, intrigued, you know, one of the uh, things I've you know, understood from our conversations is that this is a place where often you know movie stars go and uh, and people are in the limelight to go and have a you know a quiet time away um, where they can you know be unrecognised or at least sort of left alone to enjoy the peace and tranquility of the island. Um, you know, any, any stories or anything that you can share about uh, maybe you know people <laughs> who uh... <laughs> any stories that I can share. Well, um, I'll tell you this that. Once you're on Nevis, you have an opportunity to be yourself. You know, people show up there and um, 
probably expect that okay, they'll be hounded, and that doesn't typically happen. Um, I guess a quick story. I can remember being on the beach once um, and with some some friends from America and Roger Daltrey. You know Roger Daltrey from Damn. the Who. <laughs> He came strolling down the beach and the Americans are going, it's Roger Daltrey, it's Roger Daltrey. And I'm like, yes. And it's just another guy on Nevis. You know, and, and we we run into movie stars all the time and um, and are just very important people. A few years ago, just two years ago, um, the Canadian Prime Minister vacationed on Nevis. And you'll think that his, he'll be somewhere walking around with this large security detail and no one can even get close to him and touch him. Where was he? At the beach, at a bar, hanging out with everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's that's the lifestyle because yeah, we recog- we may recognize you. Okay, you're you're on TV. Fine, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on on Monday. I was at an event in London, um, an Institute of Directors event, and I think I was on about row three, and uh, the Prime Minister of Malta was. Mm-hmm. talking and the whole of the front row was his entourage and as soon as he finished they, the whole row got up you know from security people to yes. it was quite amazing people to carry his bags and uh, <laughs> you know it must be nice to get away from that yes. uh, from, uh, from sure. time to time and, and I know um, in, you know there's been there's quite a lot of interesting sort of you know development around sort of sports and activity uh, on the on the island and uh, I know, Jane, you're involved in quite a, quite a lot of that. You know, what, what sort of goes on and what have you learned from that? Oh, well, you know, we've just realised that Nevis is just such a, a natural paradise um, that it's a haven for people who want a slightly more active holiday as well as people who just want to flop on the beach. You know, it really does cater for everybody. Um, we have amazing mountain bike trails on the island. There is a wonderful... Nevis Peak is amazing to climb. and um, That's a, a wonderful hike. Um, one of my favourite things to do um, on the island is to ride around the island on a bicycle, which um, if you're fast, it takes about an hour, but you can have a lovely leisurely day um, cycling around Nevis for two and a half to three hours, stopping at the at the wonderful places to eat and the little villages. And, and around that road, there are 65 churches on Nevis. And especially interesting is, is cycling around on a Sunday morning when you go past the churches and they're all different denominations. So we have Episcopalian, we have Gospel churches, and of course the peals of song are coming through the windows and everybody is wonderfully dressed in their Sunday best. And it's just, it's quite an enlightening experience, actually. It's it's just fabulous um, and other sporting events we've got three we have three big events actually we have a, a Nevis to sink its open water swim which actually is next week and um, we have a running festival we have a triathlon um, but the swim next week is 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 the is one of my favorites it's just a stunning four kilometer swim from Uali beach um, on Nevis and you swim to sink kits in the distance um, the crystal, uh, the sea is crystal clear. You can see the bottom all the way along. Um, there's a sandy channel that, that we're swimming through. Um, the water is warm, and it's just amazing. And last year, I was accompanied by five or six big leatherback turtles and various stingrays. In fact, it's kind of difficult to keep on course because you want to keep following on the wildlife. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a really interesting um, event for us, and it really does attract many people who um, who are big swimmers, but also um, just recreational swimmers, really, from um, all across the world, from, from Canada and the USA to um, we had quite a few people from Norway and from the Scandi countries, um, and um, yeah, I think Nevis is getting a real name for 
herself in terms of being a lovely destination to um, to be a little bit more active. Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll probably just put a point out there. When Jane says if you're fast, it takes about an hour. Probably for most of us, as two, being a, an Ironman world champion, I think um, uh, we need to sort of manage our expectations. But um, I'm also, you know, you've, you've got you know a lot of wisdom, Greg, from you know, growing up on, on the island and then you know, going to America, doing your studies, coming back. You're very passionate for the island. I mean, if there, you know, are there some thoughts and ideas that you would want to pass on to your children and you'd want to pass on to others that you've learned from uh, from the life that you've had to date and maybe maybe also to business owners of, of organization well i think the most important thing um, and i kid you not this is something that will absolutely change your life you know in america um, there used to be TV commercials, it's not like a public service commercial that said reading is fundamental. Guess what? It truly is. And it's not, it's not just a saying for, for young children who you really want them to, to start to read so that they can actually do their studies in school. Reading is absolutely fundamental for even business people. And I, I think that, that that is the key. Become a lifetime reader because once you're reading... Um, you're going to learn so many things. And the absolute best thing for me about being a reader is the fact that you learn all these things that you can just implement in your life. And that's, that's the best thing. It changes your world. And if uh, that's, that's the one thing I can say. And can I also have to be a listener as well? You know, Ooh, of course. But think about it. If you're, if you're reading, I always tell people this, you know, I love giving people books. Yeah. yeah, I love people give people books because I just think that it's the best. It's the best way to actually um, help somebody to get better. Yeah, and I've given I've given I've given books to my staff, and now I ask them, "Did you read it?" And then somebody is going to say yes. So I said, "Well, how come I don't see the effects?" Because listening is important, but if you're reading and not listening, then you're not going to learn. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to kind of take it on board. Exactly. I was being a bit cheeky there. I was thinking, I've got this 280 hours of content uh, when I've been talking to amazing people like Greg and Jane in the archive. It's there. It's free. I mean, it, it's... Oh. It, you know, people, people just refer... It's an absolute treasure trove, you know, of the people that you'd have to travel all around the world and spend thousands upon thousands of pounds to get to mm. sit in an auditorium and hear speak. It's all sitting there in the archive. You can, you can listen to it. You can share it. You can download it onto your iPhones and whatever you want to do with it, mm-hmm. but it's there at your fingertips. So, you know, you don't even need the cost of a book. Although, um, if, you, if you happen to buy the power to get things done, whether you feel like it or not, I don't mind because it's my book. <laughs> okay, well, 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 well I'll, say, I'll say this then. In a very, very, very close second place <laughs> to reading is listening. <laughs> so, 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 so learning can come in different formats, but right. I, I completely agree with you. I, I love to give out books as well. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's great, but you're obviously right. I mean, often I I'm talking at events, and I'll ask, you know, who's read a book, you know, a business book in the last three months, or a self development book, and you know, there's maybe one person in the far corner who puts yeah. their hand up. Um, you know, it's amazing, isn't it? How you know. But you know, I have to say, I mean, I, I yeah, of course, I love books, but actually, personally, I am an audio book fan or a podcast fan, so I am the perfect audience for you, Chris, because. I do things while I listen, and that's usually going out for an hour run or spending three hours on my turbo trainer. So I'm a big fan of the um, of the of the audiobook and of podcasts and listening. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> thanks, Jane. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jane. Um, so, so we're coming um, sort of fairly close to the end of the interview now, really. And I'd just like to, you know, ask uh, both of you, you know, if you've got a final message that you might like to leave us with. So, um, I'll start. I'll start with you, Greg, and then I'll come to. Actually, I'll, be, I'll go ladies first. We'll go with go with Jane. Oh my goodness! Well, you know, I would um, I would like to to tell the world how wonderful Nevis is, and um, I know that you know your listenership and um, your audience um, must all be very busy, successful people who really, when they go on holiday, they really kind of want that very place to decompress and to have a completely quiet and special time. Um, and if there's one thing that I want to share is that Nevis is that place. You know, I've lost um, count of the number of people that have said to me that they have the mo- had, have had the most amazingly special vacations because they have reconnected with the person that they've been with, whether that be their boyfriend, husband, um, family, um, because just purely by virtue of the fact that there is um, so little external um, distractions on Nevis that everything has slowed down for them and they've really enjoyed the most magical time um, reconnecting. So if that's um, what you're looking for, to decompress and to find the perfect holiday destination, then Nevis is it. Well, my last word is very short. It's simply, come to Nevis. <laughs> that's the last word. Come to Nevis, and guess what? Once you come to Nevis, I mean, prove us. See if all the things that we've said today are really true. And once you get there, come look me up at Nevis Stories and Mythology. Come downtown, and I'll give you something special. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, thank you I've really loved talking to you both today I hope you enjoyed being on the show today uh, and I, I think you know listening to this it, you know, it's, I have to say it, it, I, I almost feel like I've been really sort of caught up in you know a really genuine infomercial for Nevis if I'm completely honest but, but I think what I, I love about it is it's, it's, it's really authentic and you know, I love the the principles of the this island and and of uh, of Greg. You know, this this being very authentically, deliberately uh, different, while you're managing the heritage of something that is going to get passed on to future generations. And I just think there's so much we can learn from this. Besides you know, visiting this beautiful island, we can learn from you know, the very wise principles. Uh, of uh, this group of, of people uh, and how they are you know, taking this island uh, forward into the future as a, an incredible destination. So I'm hoping one day, um, I think I might need to go now, I feel that excited about um, what, I'm, what I'm hearing. So, and, and, if, and if at the moment you listen to this and think, gosh, this is beyond my means, then you know, having aspirations of places like this to visit one day, it's surprising that um, you know, after a few years of hard work, you might just find yourself uh, where you dream to be. Um, so... Well, thank, once again, thank you very much. Um, if you want to find more, out more about Nevis, go to www.nevisisland.com. That's www.nevisisland.com. Uh, on next week's show, um, I believe we've got a gentleman called Kevin Harrington, who's super successful when it comes to entrepreneurialism and, and business. I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with, with uh, him. If you've got any comments, questions, you're welcome to send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Always to love to hear from you. Uh, wish you all well. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.